0: How do you find not just a good Magento developer, but a great one? Well, in this episode, I'm going to be talking with the chief technology officer of a Magento development agency who is Magento certified as well as a co-author of a book titled Magento for Developers. He will flesh out what it takes to hire and retain in-house or freelance Magento developers and Magento development agencies. Do stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Hi, 2Xers. Welcome
0: to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle, and this is the podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online retail marketing experts who help uncover new e-commerce marketing tactics and strategies to help you, my fellow 2Xers, grow metrics that matter in your online stores. So conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. Um, If you're looking to grow those metrics, you are in the right place. On today's show, for all you store owners or e-commerce managers that um, run Magento sites, this is going to be exciting. I have with me a gentleman by the name of Tim Reynolds. He is the co-founder and the chief technology officer of Envalo, an e-commerce consultancy with Magento expertise. It seems going to talk about how to hire Magento developers, freelancers, and an agency eventually. I'll just give you a bit of background about Tim before I um, you know, introduce him to the show. Tim has been into software engineering and programming for close to a decade now. He majored in computer science at the University of Akron, He's a certified Magento developer. He's spoken at Magento's Imagine, is it the Imagine conference? Um, back in twenty twelve and has contributed to a Magento book um, called Magento for Developers Product Configuration and Composite Products. So so we are talking to an expert here. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Okay. Could you take a minute or less um, to, to 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 tell our listeners more about yourself and Envalu, please?
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, for myself, you know, I'm a uh, unabashed nerd. Uh, You mentioned about 10 years, but really, uh, I've been doing programming of some kind for over 20 years now.
3: Okay. Uh,
2: It's really my passion. And uh, I'm very passionate about open source technologies, which is what led me to Magento. Uh, In Velo, we're a, uh, you know, we're an agency. We pride ourselves on having some of the best expertise in Magento in the world. We really focus on working with retailers on on kind of a long term relationship. You know, we, we we really don't care for the churn and burn. You know, let's get new contracts in and then get them done quick. We want to help people develop their businesses and become as successful as possible. And uh, you know, we've been running for a couple of years now, and it's been a it's been a blast, and we've been pretty successful.
0: Fantastic. Okay. So you it was founded in twenty twelve. Prior to twenty twelve, what was kind of like your journey and build up to to, to Balu? Well, a lot of my
2: background is not actually in uh, consulting and in services. It's in product software uh, companies who are who are making one piece of software that they sell. And it's an entirely different kind of game, you know, where where it's all about building for the long term, making sure your code's maintainable, testable. And reliable because you can't just disappear onto another contract and you're there and you have to answer to the, your customers who buy your products. A few years before founding Invalo, uh, I was hired on at a consulting company in the Cleveland area to do uh, IBM WebSphere Commerce work. And and I've always really enjoyed open source and and, and I struggle a little bit working with such a massive and closed uh, system. At the time I decided to research Magento or other alternatives that were open source, so we could bring more offerings to our, our clientele. Came across Magento, really enjoyed it. And so we started a Magento team at that company. And we eventually...
0: Sorry, a Quarty shot you said we, oh, you, you and...
2: Oh, sorry. sorry. Myself and my my co-founders at Invelo were employees at this other company, and we decided to start a Magento practice there. Uh, so we had another offering. And we eventually uh, decided to even start our own company, which is what led me to Envato.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Okay. All right. Um, let's move swiftly into okay. the core parts of this interview, which is hiring a Magento developer. So I believe for those who are still listening into the show, they have a keen interest in Magento because they, they, they use Magento. So... I believe there'll be two kinds of listeners on, on this show. Um, one would be store owners with a fully fledged team of in-house developers and um, designers um, are used to getting people on board, probably have, you know, a developer who's been there from the start or, you know, a team, a, a big team. Mm-hmm. And then the, the author batch of store owners hire freelancers and they typically will be very technically oriented themselves. People who've actually built out the Magento sites themselves, but um, they're having to manage a business, um, manage logistics, and at the same time, manage the website. So what they do is they they outsource batches of work to freelancers, to developers and agencies, you know, sometimes. And, you know, in both situations, um, at some point, they will want to hire a Magento developer at some point. What should be their first step to looking for a Magento developer?
2: Well, that's tricky because it's actually very hard to find magenta developers. <laughs> They're in high demand. Uh, they are. It's. It, I feel very fortunate that I've stumbled into an area of of software where the demand is far outstripping the supply
3: mm.
2: uh, on the technology front. So, uh, you know, in in the examples that you've posed, uh, I believe in both cases they already have an established built Magento store that's been deployed and it's live. Mm-hmm. So in, in that case, what you want to look for, you know, the first step is, is to get the message out of what it is that you need done so you can find a qualified person. You know, there's many different areas of Magento. It's a very large and complex system. And you don't want to spend your time uh, meeting with and interviewing, let's say, freelancers who mostly specialize in front-end work. when What you need is an integration to your ERP system or your accounting system built Mm -hmm. for the back end. So, you know, figuring out exactly what you need done so you can qualify your candidates is is a good first step. If what you need done is primarily front end type work, you know, uh, interface things, uh, JavaScript, you don't necessarily need to find someone that has a great deal of existing Magento expertise. Finding someone with solid uh, Joomla or WordPress experience uh, would probably uh, satisfy the needs, you know, as long as because all the information necessary to do templating work on Magento is, is readily available and it's not that dissimilar to what. You do on other systems. So,
0: so th- these are not mock-up designs you are talking about. This is coding HTML at the template level, front-end yes. stuff. Okay, all right.
2: Yes. Cool. But if what you need is someone to do things on your back end to create custom code integrations, even something that may seem as simple as installing uh, a third-party module from the Magento Connect ecosystem,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you really want to look for somebody with solid Magento background experience, preferably someone with... And Magento certification, a certified Magento developer. And the reason being is it's such a complex system that you can, a developer can find a way to make things work, but it may not be the right thing. And in the end, in the future, you may find yourself having problems with your site and that's affecting your money. That's affecting your cash flow. Uh, and then it's going to cost you more to find someone in a, in a pinch to come in and figure out what is wrong and fix it.
0: Okay, Tim, I'm going to come in to, to to ask you to probe. I have two questions, actually. One okay. is, um, you're certified.
2: Yes, and, I was you know, I, one of the first 200 certified developers in the world.
0: Awesome. Good to have you here. I remember back in the days, um, uh, the Java, I, I've... Um, I've taken certification exams and, you know, and many of them in Java, Microsoft, actually more recently, Google, I don't do certifications again anymore for other reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. My question has to do with the fact that um, those, most of those, um, the, those were kind of like open tests, or you could find like cheat sheets and nine, and you memorize the, the cheat sheets and um, you pass the exams.
2: Right. Exactly. So and how does the no,
0: magenta, how, oh, sorry. how sorry how does the Magento certification exam actually differ? And is is that a good enough filter to pre-qualify a potential developer?
2: It it's no different. Right. Uh, cheating is rampant. You'll see companies, agencies out there that will list that they have seventy, eighty certified developers and it's ludicrous. Right. Uh, the 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 challenge. I mean, that's a challenge. Really, in Java and any technology, y- you can find a seat. Uh, one thing that I have done for other companies, and I recommend people to do, is uh, there's many well-known, established Magento developers in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, you list the names all day, and those people are are likely not available to be hired because they're they're well-known and they're popular. Mm-hmm. But you may be able to approach one of them and have offer to pay them. To help you interview someone to okay. help you verify if what they're saying is true
0: that makes a lot of sense
2: yeah i've, I've done it a number of times and, and we found uh, issues with that but but sadly magento certification is a good indicator but it cannot be relied on alone so,
0: so it is the first of meant of several steps yes process. okay right um, and then you, you actually answered my second question which which had to do with where i mean Right now, there's so many places to pick up developers. Um, first of mm-hmm. all, you go into the Magento community, the people chatting all day there. There's Odess, there's Elant, you, the recruitment agencies that call me every day. Every so, day. They, you know, <laughs> and, um, I'm quite sure there are a lot more areas and avenues to, to, to pick developers and hire developers. Um, without wasting too much of your time and you know trying to to get the best bang for the amount of time you put into the selection process or the hunting Mm -hmm. process um what what are your choice platforms to to look for um for developers
2: i'd actually recommend some pretty uh non-standard techniques and that would be to go on to uh various Magento developers support sites Mm. and see who's going on there and helping people. Those are really good candidates to reach out to, to ask if they're interested in some work Mm. on Magento is coming out with their, their big 2.0 release. Mm. Uh, It's a whole re architecting of their platform and they keep their, their code on a public source code site called GitHub. If you go on to GitHub, you can see a listing of all the developers from the community who have contributed bug fixes and helped, in, in ushering in this new era of Magento, mm-hmm. those are all great names to pick from. Uh, look for people who are blogging on Magento and and legitimately blogging. There's a lot of uh, you know paid for blog type material out there mm-hmm. that doesn't have much depth to it. But people who are blogging and a lot of great developers will release modules for free.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's always the best. By the way, the best tip I can give to a store owner is if a module is Costs money, you'll need another developer to look over it and fix it. <laughs> but if a module is free, it's probably going to be excellent.
0: <laughs> well, how counterintuitive. Okay. What kind of support um, an ecosystem should business owners provide um, around the developer to prevent burnout? So I'm assuming um, the well, listeners have carried out all the, the instructions or the tips mm-hmm. you've, you've given and they've found a, a developer and, you know, they have this developer in the house. How do you just provide that environment that, to nurture them and prevent them from, from burnouts? We, we hear a lot of um, stories from, from people in the software and tech industry about, you know, who talk about burnout from your experience, managing a team, and um, your prior experience, um, what, how would you recommend um, creating that system, that environment um, as a business owner?
2: Well, you know, I mean, you're absolutely spot on. Um, it is a challenge that everyone in technology faces, you know, how to keep your employees happy and keep them productive and keep them around. Because it's uh, very costly to bring someone on. Supporting your developers and being willing to support what they need to do a good job. Mm. Uh, any company that I go in to give advice to or training, if I find their developers don't have, Magento developers don't have high-end laptops or desktops with solid-state hard drives,
3: mm.
2: that's the first thing I go to the management about. Mm. Because you're you're wasting time and money waiting for pages to load for your developers, right? And that can be very frustrating for a developer to know you don't have quality materials to do your job. Mm. Uh, be willing... And, and ready and not reluctant to send your developers to user groups or to like local conferences and things. You know, they're really not very expensive and they're a great way to show your developer that you appreciate them and that you, you value continual education. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do one thing forever, you know, anyone's going to eventually get bored of it. Mm-hmm. But we have in the Cleveland area, we have some great local uh, technology conferences that aren't focused on Magento or PHP. The great opportunity is for us to get out, meet other people, learn new things and technologies that we can potentially bring back uh, to improve things at the company. Mm. You know, it, having realistic goals for your, your developers, understanding what they're capable of uh, achieving. If they have realistic goals, they're going to, you know, it's going to be a reinforce positive reinforcement to be meeting those goals versus giving them, you know, an unrealistic goal. They're, they're bound to fail and they're not going to feel great right
0: about what they're doing okay okay uh, I want us to take a, a step back to to the recruitment process I think I, I jumped a step there so oh, um, sure. so we go to these platforms we we get experts to to interview them on our behalf mm-hmm. um, how do you go about shortlisting and picking and choosing the right developer how so say you're closed into to five choices um, what's your criteria to narrowing the candidates down to to that one choice that you think would you know be with you on the long haul?
2: Well, I I, I gotta say I'd be really excited if, when we're in the hiring process if I found myself with five candidates that were qualified. <laughs> uh, but it, in such a situation, usually, you know, I'm I'm a pretty outgoing person for a technology guy. Mm. I I I feel like I can get a good feel for someone after meeting with them only a couple of times that I'm going to get along with them. Mm. And because we have an established team with certified developers, with people who are enjoy training, you know, it's, it, we kind of just go on gut. Uh, But, but if you don't have that, what you're probably going to want to look for is, you know, if you're, if you're first building a team,
3: Mm. you're
2: going to want to look for someone who is both technology capable and experienced But also good at working with the team because you're going to want to your subsequent hires don't necessarily have to be these A-list Magento certified developers. We hire, we'll openly hire Ruby or Python developers Mm -hmm. who show initiative that we know we can train. So having a good, you know, I like to think of it as like a good seed to the crystal that's the team, something to grow on. So -hmm. you want to look at that person who's not just going to necessarily be the best at technology, but the best at being with a team of people and mm. helping to them grow.
0: Mm. That's a great, great, um, great, great, great point there in terms of, um, that cultural fit for the business and, um, you know, building out that um, team player mm-hmm. to, to, to come in and, um, you know, put in to the business. Right. Um, my, my next question had to, has to do with, um, this is a scenario, you know, based question, um, say, and mm-hmm. I, I've, I've come across this live with, with a client, they built out their their websites or they upgraded their website. Um, they used an agency just for, to be rest assured, they, they got a, you know, a, a reliable agency and um, the agency handed over their website to, to them. Mm-hmm. Now, just out of the concerns due to the fact that um, the agencies were going to cost, they, they were not affordable, basically, on an ongoing, supportive basis. They, what they did was, um, they were looking to hire someone to take on the maintenance of um, of their website, of, of their store, of their Magento store. Um, in that scenario where an agency hands over a website, a fully built website to you, mm-hmm. hopefully not bog-free if there's anything like that, <laughs> um, what level of expertise would you suggest for a developer to take on the reins, basically manage the site and then in very relocations where they they have serious issues, um, they escalate it to an agency. Mm-hmm. What level of expertise would you from a, this is from a back end management standpoint? Um, right. Would you Would you want a, a very senior person, or would you want someone who's versatile, both on the front end and the back end?
2: Well, for for maintenance and for security, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Oftentimes, although an agency maybe you know cost more, but you did that an upfront. Uh, we often recommend having an ongoing support contract with the agency to handle those types of things, because this is how we use our support contracts. It doesn't cost you anything, but when something goes wrong, we're there for you. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you want to hire someone to fill that role, you're going to want someone who is, I would say, modestly uh, skilled at development. But more of your maintenance is going to come in with systems maintenance. You know, in this last year, we've had a number of security patches for Magento. And knowing that those are happening and getting them installed quickly so your site's secure is important. And it's less of a developer task so much as as a systems task. So uh, if you're you're fortunate and can find that that rare breed, someone who is both programmer and is experienced with Linux systems and, and keeping them up to date, and that's the person you want to look for.
0: Okay. Okay. And, and how do you scale out from that first hire?
2: From your first just general developer hire? Yes. Uh, you probably at that point, you know, I, I would say <laughs> each subsequent hire would, you can go kind of, um, how do you say, further back in the qualifications necessary for that. So, if you're first developer, you want to get yourself, you know, a rock star. You want to get someone who's experienced and who's going to be able to hit the ground running. That scaling from there, you know, you, you may want to get a, a very competent developer. It doesn't have to be the same level, uh, mm-hmm. but you don't want someone who's going to draw all of the experts' time away to to keep focused on them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Once you have that second person, and you can build them up to they're closer to that first. You know, from there you can get. More junior developers. At a certain point, you know, obviously, you're going to need uh, a project manager, uh, someone that is going to be able to oversee this for you.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, whether that person is a full time hire or a part time hire, once you get enough developers together, there, you know, you have to have someone who corrals them.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that redundancy at the top. So the, the, those first two hires are almost um, at at par um, from a skill set mm-hmm. standpoint. And um, they they have the junior developers as big as the team may grow to support them. So if one person you know is out of um, the picture, there's that f- fallover or further. Right. Right. Okay. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um. So. So yeah, those are like my core Magento developer questions. Now for the cheapskate, or should I say the bootstrapped, um, rather better word for store owners okay. who who are looking for freelancers basically and um just just down to the fact that they can't afford a full-time developer or the developer has a need for for extra hands on a project what advice would you generally give about hiring magento freelancers uh, first of all i'd like to know your opinion um if if it's a no-go area or, or an area where you tread carefully you can still go there but um you know with with caveats and
2: well, so, and, and I, I'm going into this saying, so I know some exceedingly talented and very well-known Magento freelancers who anyone would be very fortunate to have.
3: Mm.
2: But in the general sense, I don't usually recommend going with freelancers because when you're freelancing, you're typically going from job to job
3: mm.
2: and your incentives to get the job done, because it's not necessarily about the ongoing long term relationship with the client, meaning that you may be cutting corners and, and you may not you know, do all the, the things that Magento recommends to properly develop and extend the system. If you can find freelancers who have extensive Magento experience, and I, I go for that, and that'd be great. But it's very easy for someone to do a quick job on templating on a Magento site and then put on the resume that I am a Magento developer. Right. (laughs) And, and, and again, I don't mean to say that freelancers are deceitful. It's, it's harder. I, or it's, it's, it's harder to validate that Mm. was with an agency you know, us as an agency, our name is everything. Mm. You know, we, we want to know at any time that we can recommend, uh, any uh, potential client call, any of our previous clients, and uh, they will give us a rave review because we've stuck with them.
3: Uh-huh.
2: With a freelancer or really with any external developers, you always have to concern yourselves with PCI compliance and, and security. Mm. You know, Are you going to have yourself manage deploying their code or are you going to give them the keys to the castle <laughs> and give them server access?
3: Mm.
2: Is that something you want to be doing with with a freelancer here and freelancer there are you going to be able to maintain you know keep up with changing your passwords and making sure nothing else has been installed uh-huh. again not that all freelancers or, or the majority of freelancers would do that but it's it's harder to track those things mm. uh, in the past we ourselves have supplemented our development with freelancers but we have only used freelancers that we had personal relationships with these are people that I know in our community and, and we give them a slice of work that's well detailed and well documented and give them a deadline and a budget and they give produce some code and we take that and take it from there for our client and validate it and install it. Uh,
0: I, I think it's it's trickier for non-technical leads to give freelancers work because of the mm-hmm. lack of control. And I think this is more an option for more technically-minded leads or managers or, or owners. Um, what, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on, on, on that um, in regards to freelance and um, hiring freelancers in general as an e-commerce um, store or e-commerce manager?
2: If that's what fits your budget best and if the work that you're having done makes sense to have done by a freelancer, go ahead with it. Just make sure you have planned out and thought out how you're going to get that freelancer a copy of your database and your site so they can do the work that doesn't contain any client information, things like that. You know, how are you going to get them the assets so they can do the work while keeping all your important data private uh, for your customers? There's, there's extra steps that people may not think about ahead of time Mm
3: -hmm. and that
2: are going to, you know, if they need someone to get in there and do something, maybe distracting them from the work they need to be doing that necessitated the hiring of a freelancer Mm -hmm. uh, at the time. but
0: okay um uh, that about wraps up uh, my questions in regards to to hiring magento freelancers. Uh, let's move on to hiring a magento agency um absolutely yeah and well, which is your territory um yes how, how have, you hi- have you hired have you hired agencies in the past in your um in your previous roles um prior to founding envallo
2: i i personally have not hired well, at least for Magento work in in any previous time because I've always been the agency getting hired. So kind of I I have a a different perspective than the merchants are likely to have. But
0: Well, what's your criteria in the selection of agencies? So I'd like to sort of spin this in its head a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So from your developer standpoint, you've had brilliant clients. And if you were mm-hmm. to reverse engineer their experience and um, how they pre-qualified you to sure. the process and made that perfect match, how did it? How did their selection process look like when they hired you? Because I think it's a win-win, you know, um, relationship where you know if you're happy with that client, they're, they're very likely to be happy with you. As, as an agency. So, so what criteria, if you could think back to the criteria they used for their selection process to hiring you as an agency as compared to other agencies, that would be brilliant.
2: Absolutely. Well, the thing we hear over and over again is that when we come and we present, you know, we're, we're bidding against other agencies. We very often, are, we're very infrequently not chosen. And what they tell us is that we, we really thought through their problems. We didn't just listen and say, oh, you need a site? Okay, well, here's what a site costs. We really take the time to learn the struggles that they're having, why they're having that, and what's keeping them from being able to solve that, that they need us. And we also like to do a lot of in-depth research into their business and their marketplace. It's one of the great things about being uh, an agency is that every six months, I get to learn about a completely new industry that I never thought I'd get a chance to learn about. Mm -hmm. And I th- it was so often we're told, because we asked that question, why did you choose us? It- it's that. It's that we came to them saying, like, we want to know what your problem is. And Now we understand and we can make a very specific solution to that. And, and we-, we learned about your industry so we can understand where you're coming from. So that, that has been what has done very well for because
0: us. The two, two core things. Problem, um, an agency that um, provides unique an in-depth, actually, um, approach to your problem. So they, they dig out and know exactly what your problem is and actually reveal parts of your problem you, you didn't even mm-hmm. realize. And, um, the second really is understanding their business. So d- they demonstrate that they've made an effort to, to understand your business and your, your, your competitors perhaps better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then that almost brings them apart more like partners in, in, at the start of the relationship, of a potential relationship, I guess. Okay, right. so, um, going deep into the questions in terms of on picking or the the problems, how do you, as an agency for projects that you've won or um, bids you've won, as compared to competitive bids you've you've won, how did you sort of split out the problem, the client's problem? Um, if you could come up with a use case where the client, you know, had a unique problem and, um, you guys. Dog dip into it and um, laid it out to them, and also gave them potential problems that would be brilliant. And then we'll talk about um, how um, you, you demonstrated um, good understanding of their business.
2: Sure. Well, uh, we had one client who is really one of my absolute favorites. They're local with us in Cleveland, uh, Mr. Heater, and they okay. do portable heaters that are primarily marketed at people in shops uh, or hunting. Or if you just need some heat in your house, uh, they make really high-quality heaters. Okay. And they had a real problem with dealing with parts breaking. So, you know, anything over time, a little thing on the device might break, a button might break. And it's very difficult. It was very difficult on their existing sites for customers to get in and get replacement parts.
3: Okay.
2: So, instead, they were spending a great deal of money... Having a very large staff of people running the phones and taking parts orders over the phones. And so they came to us saying, Is there some way that you, we can solve this? So we, we looked at what information they had and we looked out on the market and what other people were doing. And what we ended up proposing to them was the building of an interactive touch based schematics ordering system. Oh. So we built for them something that works without Flash uh, on mobile and desktop where you can go in and t- punch in your serial number on your product. And it will bring you a exploded view of that product. And you can go in and zoom and pan and click on the exact thing that broke and have it add right to your cart. As part of that, you know, we really focus on not just making things on the front end nice, but as I like to say, I designed the back end so that it's it's good enough that my mother would use it without yelling at me. So we built an entire back end system for them, uh, built right into Magento for managing these schematics that works almost like a a paint tool, like a drawing tool, where they can load up vector art and we're able they're able to draw right onto it and say, circle this, put a box on this, that's this part, and that's that part, okay. and keep it all cataloged for them. And so they... I've been pretty ecstatic about this. We've been pretty excited by it because it looks, it demos really well. It looks really good. Okay.
0: So, so how did you get them to hire you as, as an agency? Because they might have got proposals from a few other agencies and their selection process or, or, well, their selection criteria, there are certain things you demonstrated when, um, when, when you pitch to them, basically. So, so what? Let's go to the specifics as to what you you pitch to them, and um, as a result, why they hired you.
2: Well, when when we go into pitch, we don't send a swanky uh, sales guy with a you know expensive suit and and a, a a terribly expensive haircut. I go. Our project manager goes. The person they're going to be working with. Mm-hmm. You know, our CEO goes. We go and we meet with them. And we let them know that we are the ones who are doing this work for them. Mm. We never outsource. You know, we let them know the team members. They get introduced to our developers that are specifically on the product, project. You know, they know that we're here to be a part of their team, mm. effectively. Mm. And and with anything, you know, in their minds, they could think this is just lip service. You know, I'll say anything to get the job. <laughs> but then we follow through with it. Mm. Uh, you know, in a lot of cases, it's nice to start with an agency with, Maybe not necessarily the the full shebang, but start with a, a moderate or a smaller project okay, so, as a proof concept.
0: Right. So, so they said we have a problem um, with returns, and did you did you have to with um, with defaults with how to to actually record defaults? Did you have to Did you have to prototype anything, or did you go there and demonstrate with your portfolio? And um, you, how did you sort of demonstrate? An understanding of their problem and demonstrate the fact that you could solve the problem.
2: Well, for us, you know, we, we have a really great uh, collection of work experiences, mm-hmm. right? And so when we came in with the proposal for this uh, parse ordering system, you know, we understood that they're going to be getting from manufacturers files in various formats. I mean, we could speak to that. We could say, look, we know it's very likely that all your schematics are in illustrator format and we understand that and we can take that and work with that. So we, 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 we think of the problems that we're going to face ahead of time okay. and we don't come in with just a problem. We come in with a solution for everything.
0: Okay. 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 So I'm going to draw, draw a conclusion here for listeners who are retailers. Um, so the, well, the agencies that demonstrate the most in-depth understanding of your problem, not only that, plus also demonstrate or give a solution up front to your problem and um, also demonstrate the fact that they have um, a team. And you actually meet team members of who you're likely going to work with are likely to be shortlisted as agencies. Is, is, is
2: that if, a good If picture I was or? a merchant, mm-hmm. that's who I would be looking for. Okay. I'd be looking for someone who's going to have excellent communication, who's not afraid to show, you know, let me meet a developer from their team. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you're, you're, if you're going with an agency, that you have a contract that they are not allowed to subcontract this work. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, you want to make sure the people that have sold you on on that have made you, you know, it's, it's a risk and it's an investment emotionally and monetarily. I,
0: I'll, I'll just chip in there. Um, there are mm. lots here in the UK. There are lots of, so London is obviously the most vibrant um, you know, city in, in the country. So what happens, what tends to happen is a lot of work is picked up from London. Lots of work, huge, you know, um, projects, especially mm-hmm. enterprise projects. And then, the agencies that win, the so-called quotes and quotes agencies that win, could be one-man bands or max two, three people, just salespeople. And then they take it up north, <laughs> to agencies up north to to implement, like in Manchester and Liverpool.
2: That's that's <laughs> hilarious because the, the same thing happens in the United States. There's big names over in New York who sell these outrageously expensive projects, and then they come looking to the Midwest, uh, you know, to (laughs) Chicago, to Cleveland, and those areas to actually get the work done. (laughs) And we're more than happy when they come to us, but we make it clear that we don't let them rebrand us. We say, you're going to introduce us as who we are because Mm -hmm. we're going to have the ongoing relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and more and more, we're actually finding that those businesses in New York are struggling to do this, uh, the old, uh, like the shell game. On on customers that the customers themselves are just looking to the Midwest Mm. uh, to fill their their direct to to source
0: exactly direct to source. Okay, how should a store owner approach hiring slowly and um, well firing fast from uh, from an agency standpoint? And um, how do they sort of structure the agreement to to enable them hire fast and fires? sorry fire fast and hire slowly
2: <laughs> well for, for us uh, yes. the way we empower our clients you know because we're an agency mm-hmm. is we we set very because we very in depth before we get any final ink on exactly what the project is going to be and what our di- timelines are and and we make very clear deadlines if we meet those deadlines it's important that you don't go to an agency that's just going to say give us the money we'll do the work and in three months, we're just going to hand you everything. Mm. So uh, we are continually demoing things as we're developing them to our client. We, we have our milestones and we meet them. And as a merchant, that's what you want to make sure you have to protect yourself. Because if you set a milestone that you know this feature is going to be developed by the 1st of July and, and they're not ready the 1st of July, and then by the middle of July, they're still not ready, well, that's a good time to say they're violating the contract and, and you can walk away. Okay. And, and you have yourself, you're in a position where you can do that because you've built it into the contract that you have these milestones. Um, if a company is not willing to do that, if they're resistant to putting milestones that allow you to break the contract, then that could be something of a red flag. Mm. Mm. Now, you know, at times our clients have asked us to set milestones that were completely unrealistic. And we've told them, we're not going to not agree to that milestone because we don't do that. Mm. We're not going to agree to that because that's... You've waited way too long <laughs> and, and you may have a trade show and that's great, but no one can realistically get this work done in that time. And we're not going to lie to you and say that we can.
0: Okay. Okay. And that transparency is really important. So even if you can't hit it, you know, you, 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 you give a more realistic new deadline and, and you hit it and, and then you just right. try and work something to get something else. Okay. Um, in your current portfolio, looking at your current portfolio, obviously you don't need to look at it, mm-hmm. you know, directly, but um, how Absolutely. much of your work is one time? Like a one-time project, like a redesign or a brand new website versus ongoing work?
2: Very, very little ends up being one-time. We get a lot of leads that are just one-time things mm-hmm. uh, with very smaller shops that don't have much of a budget. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as our SSL certificate for security is expiring. We need help with that. And we, we said, okay, we, we like an ongoing relationship. We'll come and do this work for you. And keep our card on hand because if anything goes wrong or you have something else, come right back to us. And by leaving them satisfied, they always come back and it always becomes ongoing work. It may not be a tremendous amount of work. We may not be talking six figures of work, but but it's ongoing work. And it's always better to have an established client you already know. You know their temperament. You know how to work with them versus finding new clients. Uh, We enjoy that. And we enjoy watching companies grow. So it's... A lot of smaller leads come in as one-time things and they very rarely stay that way.
0: Okay, so I guess another way of um, like actually hiring a Magento agency going forward might be to give them you know, one-off work, see how you guys get along, see how they adhere to timelines and see how you guys just you know, work well together as a team. And um, if, if that works out, you could give them um, support work.
2: Absolutely. If you're able to do that, if you don't need an entire site built, uh, it's I highly recommended. It. We, we don't mind it. Uh, most agencies shouldn't mind it. There's nothing small potatoes to us, you know, okay. work is work and we're happy to have it.
0: Okay. Um, another question I have is for the newbie online retailers listening to, listening to this show, perhaps that they're, they're on a platform and they want to move to Magento and they want to hire a Magento agency. What should a team look like at the minimum?
2: So if you're looking for a complete implementation, mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely going to want to see a team with, if, if it's just a regular store and it doesn't require a great deal of customization uh, or integrations in the backend systems, uh, it doesn't need that big of a team. You know, you don't want to look at someone who is an expert at Magento, at least one person that's going to be on the project the whole time. Uh, the question always arises, uh, will the agency be in charge of uh, coordinating and handling the the information technology aspects, uh, but you want you know someone who's going to help you qualify hosting providers. Uh, it, it's always great to have an agency that can that has some in house design. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily maybe you have a little uh, an for design yourself, uh, but it's good to have uh, them have people who are able to realize you know your vision on how the store should look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when migrating from any system one of the most critical and important things is getting the data around. So look for an agency that can show you that they have, you know, in the past, successfully migrated from some other system into Magento. You know, very recently, we we assisted a company, an online retailer, in only in a small way, uh, but using our expertise, they needed to migrate uh, several hundred thousand customer records with passwords that were hashed in a completely different algorithm than Magento uses. They didn't want to burden their customers with all having to reset their password. Mm-hmm. And so we built them a customization that to Magento security that allowed them uh, to import their customers without having to reset the passwords. You know That kind of uh, experience is really critical because, again, if you're moving platforms, it should be transparent for your customers. We don't want to make it a burden on them. We don't want to make things difficult because then they're not going to buy. hmm uh, so those are the kind of things you want to look for
0: okay 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 and um with regards to build actual site build, say mm-hmm. upgrades and you know brand new websites or you know um yeah redesigned or redevelopment or you know um yeah upgrades overhauls
3: mm-hmm. they're,
0: they're quite big projects they're expensive they're big they they're time consuming. Should the eventual plan be to move development in house or to retain the services of the agency, or a bit of both depending on your circumstances as, as a retailer?
2: So it, it all depends on if you can afford to have in-house development. If you can, that's great. We, we actually support a, a very large retailer that's both uh, an in-store retailer and uh, an online retailer who have their own development team. And we we supplement things for them and we've worked as a training partner to teach their developers because just like anyone else, they can't find the gento talent uh, that's specific. Uh, if, if you're if a company is large enough to consider having their own in-house developers, it, it's always good to maintain a relationship, I believe, with an agency. Because although you can get your developers up to like 80, 90 percent of understanding, there may always be that 10%. Uh, critical issue that could come up that you would only get by by a broad experience in Magento, hmm. by having been on many, many sites that you would know, oh, I can recognize and solve this for you quickly. So, you know, even if you have the ability uh, to have an in-house staff, there's really very little risk or harm in, in maintaining a relationship with an agency that'll be able to help you in your Times of crisis.
0: Okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Final question around Magento agencies. I'm going to just Mm -hmm. um, loop back to to Envalo. How have you managed to build your team? What does your team look like at the moment, and how have you managed to build your team over the years?
2: You know, our team is actually still uh, rather small Mm -hmm. uh, compared to probably some other agencies. You know, we've been we've been growing try not to overgrow. We don't want to ever be in a position where we, we can't support the people who have invested their time into being our employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but we've been really fortunate by, uh, networking in the local Cleveland area. And, uh, you know, by knowing many people we're exposed to more people that are potential employees. And that has been really successful for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually had, uh, we, we've turned our first intern, mm-hmm. uh, from an intern into a full employee and he is amazing and every time you turn checks in code i'm so thankful that we managed to get him to choose us over another company for his internship Mm -hmm. but we you know we we look for people that are good at learning people that are good at working with open source that we can teach Mm -hmm. and and that's that's the kind of people that we've been successful in hiring at uh thus far
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds sounds like um, your steady, smooth, well calculated growth going forward. Okay. Yeah. Are, are there any tools, books, and resources you'd recommend online retailers or you know retailers in general looking to to hire developers? You know, um, looking to hire talent, um, or you know, looking to hire technology talent? You'd um, you'd recommend it, it? Could be anything. It could be a website. It could be tools. It could be books um, anything really Any resource? I, well,
2: as far as hiring goes, uh, sadly, I don't, I don't know if I have great recommendations on books or sites, uh, as far as the general process of hiring. Okay. I, I always just kind of go with a buy, you know, from the gut feeling on it. But, but again, I'm not in the same position as a merchant. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know if I have a great recommendation on that. Okay. Okay. But, uh, okay. So, um,
0: Finally, um, just before you you say your um, your goodbye, could you give our listeners one parting piece of advice, one, and um, let um, us know how we can reach you and find you? um,
2: Yeah. So I guess one parting piece of advice is, you know, if you're looking to hire people, you know, look to hire people as though you're getting into a relationship Mm. uh, because retaining talent is difficult in this day and age. And you have to really be on a personal relationship, whether it's with your agency or with your employees, I think, to, to keep you know great people around. Uh, and if anyone's looking to get in contact with me, you can uh, find me on our uh, website, envelo.com, E-N-V-A-L-O. I'm blogging all the time. I have a blog post coming out this week on the five stages of grief as a Magento developer.
0: Well, we'll link up to, to the blog post in your blog. For sure. Excellent,
2: and uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is linked on our website. I won't say it because it's not very uh, easily spoken. Or we're, we're,
0: we're, we'll link to, to your Twitter handle too.
2: Wonderful, and uh, yeah, you can you know may see me on Magento Stack Exchange answering questions okay. or on uh, GitHub contributing to other people's code, helping out.
0: Good stuff, good stuff, Tim. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, and thank you for sharing your insights into hiring Magento talent in general.
2: Well, thanks for having me. This has been this has been a lot of fun.
0: Uh, cheers, thanks. So, guys, if you're still listening in, um, remember, if you're still listening in, remember to to, to leave us a review on, on iTunes because it, it helps us, you know, get out there. And um, lest I forget, there's also a, a LinkedIn group called 2x e-commerce. Just go into LinkedIn, go into groups and search e-commerce and let's get chatting. I'd like to know more about um, the people who listen to, to the show, my audience, you, you, you my listeners. Tim, thank you so much. And, yeah, we'll catch you next time, guys.